This episode is brought to you by ABC. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. Andy finally becomes captain, and she's going to give it her all to be the best leader the station has ever seen. Will she succeed? Get ready for fiery new romances and high adrenaline rescues. Watch the Station 19 season premiere tonight at a new time, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. about to hear the most interesting, informative, thought-provoking, opinion-leading, and funny show in America, on air and on the World Wide Web. This is The Rob Carson Show. It is The Rob Carson Show, and by the grace of God, it is finally Friday. Finally Friday! And I hope that you, uh, if you aren't working three jobs, and I, I know that a lot of the times we think of weekend as the weekend, everybody party on the weekend. A lot of people have to work on the weekend. A lot, trust me, I've been there. I sold cars for uh, three years, and I've had to work so many weekends. So if you have to work, whatever you're doing this weekend, enjoy the weekend because uh, we are winning, and uh, we still live. I know it's kind of hard to believe we. Still live in the greatest country in the world. We do. We just are under attack in a lot of different ways. But the amazing thing is that we can fight back. It's kind of cool. We just fight back. And and we see that we're winning. We see that we're winning on a lot of fronts. We've got some huge news today about Joe and Hunter Biden and the FBI. I know the FBI might be corrupt. It took me by complete surprise. We got that coming up. We got some news out of Chicago uh, with the new mayor up there and, uh, and some updates on some of the violence that happened last week and are going to happen this week. Uh, we've also got some news out of California, the only state that actually could make marijuana legalization do a face plant, but it is a, a weekend and we should enjoy life. Just don't drink a Bud Light. I mean, you can if you want to. Or you could drink another beer and identify that you're drinking. Hey, no. Bud Light. Bud Light. Why did they go woke? See, they tried it too. We're winning. At the rate they're going, Bud Light will go broke. This is Jim Gossip. But I know they're going to change their tune when their sales collapse collapse in june of dylan mulvaney we are not a fan pretends to be a girl when he's really a man but like but But like can't convince folks to buy it try it in most bars it is not in sight come on you are headed for such a big loss I can't wait to see that live. Uh, Jim Gossett doing that live. That is Jim Gossett. See, here's the thing. Uh, and, and, you know, nothing it's Dylan Mulvaney or transgenderism, but just don't try to ram this stuff down our throats. We're, we're a very, we are a very uh, tolerant people, but we've really kind of reached the point of uh, we're kind of done with it. You know, when you're talking about men becoming women to beat women at sports, we're winning. I realize that that some days you wake up and you look at the news and you're like, how are we going to get past this? And trust me, there are a myriad ways that I am concerned about the future of the country. But ultimately, I think the most valuable resource we have is you and me. And we're going to win. 
Uh, and all we got to do is say no, and all we got to do is fight back. That's all we got to do. So uh, let's get started here real quick. I, I was going to start with the uh, Joe Biden, Hunter Biden, FBI stuff, but I thought, because this is a really big deal across the country, including uh, cities like Baltimore, where our anchor station WCBM is, and I've been talking about this for my entire broadcast career, and that is the rot in America's inner cities and the crime rate that is uh, so dramatically higher than the rest of the country when it becomes, when it, when it happens to be uh, black-on-black violence. Uh, also, robberies, car robberies, all these things. And defunding the police put the accelerator on this. And now we're seeing America's biggest cities like Chicago uh, begin to really collapse. And it's happening in San Francisco, and it's happening in Portland, and it's happening in St. Louis. It's been happening forever in East St. Louis, dear God in heaven. Have you ever been there? Yeah, you probably don't want to go there. Uh, <laughs> you know, you got Chicago, you got Gary, Indiana, which has always been, you know, hell on earth. But this story, uh, you know, last weekend, there was uh, mobs of kids. There were uh, the hundreds of kids who went downtown and, and smashed cars and shot each other in Chicago last week. It was, it was driven by social media. And Lori Lightfoot, the ex-mayor, said it wasn't mayhem, but it was mayhem, actually. And uh, they went in and they, uh, oh, and there was a young couple there. It was actually a biracial couple, a biracial couple in Chicago last weekend. And uh, they're just trying to walk uh, down the street and they get attacked. They get attacked by hundreds of mobs and beaten and robbed. And, uh, and uh, this is the story from Chicago. I want you to hear this. Because when you hear how the Chicago police responded to this and why, that's the real gem in the story. All right? So let's listen to the story of a good Samaritan, Lenora Dennis, who saved two young people that could have easily been uh, uh, beaten beyond, you know, the, you know uh, permanent injuries or even killed by this mob. And here's the beginning of her story. We were just downtown in Chicago trying to shop, you know, trying to get some food. And we were walking down the street, and there was a really big group of, of guys, a really big group, big group of people. And girls. Yeah, guys and girls. And, you know, DJ had my hand, and he was trying to lead me through the crowd of people. And they pushed him. They pushed me. And as soon as they pushed me, I told DJ, I said, hey, you know, they, they just shoved me. The mob attack happened right near Macy's Wabash Street entrance. And it was a group, a mob of about... 60 to 100 people. You know, they said they're going to kill us. They turned around and... They're just kids who are enjoying the spring weather. You know, started fighting, you know. <laughs> they were shoeless. They didn't have their... They, they were looking for their phone. Yeah, you know, those poor kids who came downtown. They didn't have any shoes or... it. Oh no! Oh, I'm sorry. I'm wrong. They took the shoes and the wallets and the and the phones from the people they were trying to kill. Okay, but it was no point because the phones had been taken away. Both the victims and Lenora Dennis, the woman who came to their aid, say that several Chicago police officers passed by but did not intervene. There you go. Why didn't the police intervene? Do you suppose? Why? Why would the police not intervene in helping two people being beaten by a mob of unruly youth? Cops drove right by it. Oh. Act like they didn't see anything. I literally went out into the street and stopped and held my hands up to a police car and asked them to stop and motion them over to what was going on. 
and they just cut a path around me and just kept huh. going. She huh. was eventually able to get the couple into her car. Then she drove them to the police station. Uh, Maybe it's because so many police uh, uh, cars have been overridden by mobs of uh, these youth, as it were, and uh, across the country, and uh, hundreds of them were injured during the summer of 2020. Maybe that's the reason. And then Democrat politi- top politicians demonized the police and defunded it, which made it even more dangerous for, for police. I told by the death sergeant that this was going to happen. It was going to keep happening because Brandon Johnson got elected. What? I'm sorry. I think I'm going to have to hear that one again. My hands up to a police car and ask them to stop and motion them over to what was going on. And they just cut a path around me and just kept going. She was eventually able to get the couple into her car. Then she drove them to the police station. Uh, Got told by the desk sergeant that this was going to happen. It was going to keep happening because Brandon Johnson got elected. (laughs) Wow. That floored me. An ambulance then took them to the hospital, (laughs) but the couple was without their phones, wallets, and shoes, which had all been stolen during the attack. I told um, them, told the couple that I was going to go home to find them some shoes so that they wouldn't be barefoot for the rest of the night. Her name is Lenore. Wow. She gave us shoes, took us home, took us to the hospital. Her husband as well. Thank you. Let's do unto others. And and that's a a mantra that I live by every day is just do unto others as you would have them do unto you. That is a uh, actually a beautiful way to wrap up that story. But the police, they know. They know that Chicago's teachers union, uh, the, the Democrat machine in Chicago, reelected or elected a guy who's worse than Lori Lightfoot. And if you don't believe me, here is his reaction to what you just heard. Look, demonizing children is wrong. We have to keep them safe as well. Have you ever taught middle school? I have. Have you ever raised young people? Have you ever had your uh, clothes and your shoes and your phone taken from you by those kids? Do you understand the risk that... After they nearly beat you to death? Young people take just because they're young? Do you know that home plate is at the bottom of my stairs? I found that out when my son was sliding down those (laughs) stairs trying to score. They're young. Sometimes they make silly decisions. Yeah, yeah. Like they this, do. Like this one right here. Listening to what these uh, two young kids, these 13-year-olds did when they carjacked a car. We've heard on the news that they have been charged with misdemeanors. And um, it's... Okay, so kids uh, take a car on a joyride, get charged with this misdemeanors. But uh, that's not the entire story. It's just really disheartening. A deadly trend with innocent victims. Carjackings are turning into car crashes. One of the most recent incidents left a six-month-old baby dead. Nate Rogers is live. With so a couple kids uh, just came downtown to enjoy the nice weather, and they stole a car, and they went on a joyride, and they smashed into a family and uh, injured the children and killed their newborn child. More Nate. Yeah, that's right. I'm Corey and Don. The victims in this crash, in fact, were a mother and her three children. One of the children um, was um, one of the one of the children was um, an infant, less than six months old. We're told who died as a result. We spoke to an aunt today who described the family's pain as unbearable. Six months old, and now a cherished memory. But he was like six months, going on 26. He was just like. The sweetest little boy. We would always dance. I wouldn't be able to talk if I was that mother. I wouldn't be able to talk if I was that child's father. But uh, Brandon Johnson's just saying it's kids making silly mistakes. And the way the kids apparently have been charged with uh, misdemeanors and released 
it would appear that that act that resulted in a baby dying and family members being injured and children growing up without their baby brother, that was just a silly mistake that kids make, right? I guess, right? Isn't that it? It's kind of, uh, kind of sad, isn't it? There was a story also I told you about Kayla and Gillis. She turned down the wrong driveway in New York, got shot to death through the windshield of the car, has not been called, her family's not been called by the White House or, or invited to the White House. But uh, Kayla, or uh, I should say Ralph Yarl, he's a young man. I'm glad he, he lived. He's a young black man who went onto a man's porch in Kansas City. And the, the man on the porch shot him. Now, the man on the porch is 85 years old. And everybody wants to say he is an absolute racist. And this is uh, an act of... Uh, to show the entire world that uh, the country is racist and oddly enough it's not catching on because maybe uh, the story isn't as they say it is now Kalen did get or uh, Ralph did get a call from the president he has been invited to the White House but last night on CNN uh, this is I want you to hear this this is uh, the grandson of uh, the gentleman who shot I should say the man who shot uh, Ralph Yarl and this is uh, Don Lemon goading him into saying that his grandfather is just like every white Christian man do you believe your grandfather is racist uh, I believe he holds, holds racist tendencies he believes why do you say that Don's just waiting for the answer he can hear. Uh, he's waiting for. Uh, he's just a stock American Christian male. It's a uh, older. Ah, there you go. He's a older Christian male. Or you know, that's just how they are. It's uh, the conspiracies and weird, random, racist things and they say. Yeah, so, and it doesn't make sense. But why don't you give us some examples? They're just scared. Now, listen, you're generalizing uh, a lot here about, you said, older Christian white males. But I guess I'm one of those. I'm in my 50s. What do you mean by that? What do you mean they're scared? Talk to me more, please. Please give me the answer I'm fishing for. Uh, yeah, just uh, I feel like a lot of people of that generation are... Which generation are we talking about? Caught up in this... Uh, 24 hour news. I'm a Generation X. Uh, there's also uh, boomers, and then there's also the greatest generation. So I guess all of us are older males. Cycle of fear and paranoia perpetuated by some other news stations. And was- oh, there we go. That's what Don was looking for. He's fully into that, sitting and watch uh, Fox <laughs> News all day, every day. There you go. <laughs> in his living room. And I think that stuff really kind of reinforces this negative view of, of then why aren't so many older christian males murdering people wholesale across the country uh because they're not no no actually uh there uh there are people murdering themselves uh, 13 times the national average in america's inner cities but don lemon would never ask about that all right now listen we've got a lot of stuff to get to today next on the plate is what's going on with joe biden and the fbi actively in the irs covering up an investigation into hunter biden to throw the 2020 election your calls welcome as well guys at 800-922-6680 this is the rob carson show the dc swamp has divided us it's time to come together to fight for america as founded it's the rob carson show There are 50 former national intelligence folks who said that what this he's accusing me of is a Russian plant. They have said that this is has all the care Four, five former heads of the CIA. Both parties say what he's saying is a bunch of garbage. Nobody believes it except his and his good friend Rudy Jones. 
Yeah, and they were all right, by the way. That is Joe Biden in a debate with Donald Trump. Remember when 51 former intelligence agents came out, even though the FBI knew right out of the gate early in 2020 that the Hunter Biden laptop was for real? The Hunter Biden laptop was 1,000% for real, and your FBI, the same FBI that created the Russia collusion hoax, working with Hillary Clinton in 2016 in an attempt to steal that election, our FBI, whose former chief counsel left the FBI after that, and went to work at Twitter to help shut down the Hunter Biden laptop story. This is America, folks. And I have said from the get-go, and I've never talked about any voting machines, all I've ever talked about are affidavits, witness testimony, cell phone records, the fact that they shut down the voting in five battleground states the night of the election and restarted counting the votes the next morning, almost exclusively in favor of Joe Biden. But you know what? It's kind of funny because the DHS and virtually every agency of the deep state was already then censoring all information about the Hunter Biden laptop, and then it grew bigger. And then you couldn't say anything against what the government said about COVID, and then you couldn't say anything on social media that if you question the election outcome in 2020, the day after the election, my Facebook page went away. I would love to hear from other political pundits who had their pages go away the day after the election just for saying, what happened last night? Why did they stop voting at the same time? I didn't even post. But the next day, my Facebook page was gone. Isn't that kind of weird how that happens? It's almost like maybe, I don't know, the deep state, the permanent D.C. deep state, and the Democrat Party threw the damned election after attempting to steal the 2016 election. And everybody's like, oh, that can't be true. Oh, you're crazy. You're a conspiracy theorist. Really? How about Catherine Harridge of CBS? Catherine Harridge is in a, a conspiracy theory. She's a really good reporter, and I was hoping they would get her on this beat. But let me tell you real quick, Mike Morrell was the acting former acting CIA director. He served uh, for two months in 2011, four months 2013. He retired from the CIA in 2013. Morrell was asked by Anthony Blinken, the now Secretary of State, very involved, by the way, in the uh, the uh, Biden, uh, uh, the, the donations, the, the Biden send, the Penn Biden center, very involved in that old Tony Blinken was. Anyway, Tony Blinken, asked, Tony Blinken asked him, who he was a senior campaign official, to help rally former Intel chiefs to say Hunter Biden's laptop was Russian disinformation, even though the FBI already knew it was real. This is happening. This makes Watergate pale by comparison. Here's Catherine Herridge. I've never spoken much. In the final weeks of the 2020 presidential campaign, the New York Post reported on the contents of Hunter Biden's laptop, alleging he used his father's position for personal gain, a claim the wow. president's son has denied. Less than a week later, more than 50 former intelligence officials released a statement that the laptop had all the classic earmarks of a Russian information operation. They never saw it. At the final presidential debate, then-candidate Biden cited the letter from Intel officials to push back against then-President Trump's attacks. There are 50 former national intelligence folks 
who said that what this he's accusing me of is a Russian plan. They have said that this is has all the care for five former heads of the CIA. Both parties say what he's saying is a bunch of garbage. Yeah, well, the problem is in the final week, the problem is it was uh, absolutely true. And what Joe Biden just did is what the deep state has been doing to you for the last five years. It's called gaslighting, making you feel bad for knowing the truth in your heart and then calling your truth misinformation. More on this coming up. This is the Rob Carson Show. European American Armory Corp, or EAA Corp, is specialized in providing high-quality, innovative, and reasonably priced firearms to the U.S. since 1990. You can choose from a wide selection of unique and traditional pistols, whether you're looking for a concealed carry, revolver, shotgun, or competition pistol, EAA Corp has it. EAA's 1911 series comes in compact carry or full size in three popular calibers. If you're a first-time gun owner, EAA Corp's all-in-one 9mm MC9 striker fire pistols come fully equipped in a sleek, light, ergonomic package ideal for everyday carry. In addition, their lineup includes the MC312 series of 12-gauge shotguns for hunting, sporting, tactical, or personal defense that will exceed your expectations. There is a limited lifetime warranty on every series available today at EAA Corp. EAA Corp says get the quality firearm you've always wanted and save yourself a lot of hard-earned money. Visit EAACorp.com. That's EAACorp.com to learn more and order online or through your local dealer. Why we know Joe Biden and the Democrats caused a 40-year high inflation. When factories that make these ships shut down, ships shut down. Because we're not stupid. It's the Rob Carson Show. It is the Rob Carson Show. And I uh, got a chance to meet some folks last night. Went to a cigar shop, and uh, we I was talking about music, and what you're listening to is a guy named uh, Philip Sace, and he is a, and I've got a lot of calls, and uh, not calls, but emails about Philip Sace, and, and I mentioned that he is uh, the best thing since Stevie Wonder, and uh, or Stevie Wonder, uh, uh, Jimi Hendrix, and Stevie Ray Vaughan, and had a nice conversation with some guys <clears throat> having a cigar. Um, I just uh, added a humidor to my studio. For the first time in 23 years, I, I got rid of my humidor when my son was born because I wanted to set a good example. And uh, in the, not so sure if I succeeded in doing that, so I got a humidor, I went to a cigar shop, had a delightful conversation, talked politics and, uh, and comedy and whatnot, and... Uh, uh, it was very, it was very enjoyable. It was very enjoyable, and uh, and a lot of people uh, listen to the show, even though I don't have an affiliate yet in Kansas City. But it is, it is growing. Uh, let's hear this again. This is Joe Biden gaslighting you during the debate when you knew that Russia's the uh, Russia collusion hoax was fake. Then you knew that the Hunter Biden laptop was for real, but you were made to feel like a fool for believing the obvious. There are fifty former national intelligence folks who said that what this he's accusing me of is a Russian plan. They have said that this is, has all the care for five former heads of the CIA, both parties. And all of them lied. Say what he's saying is a bunch of garbage. Nobody believes it except the, his and his good friend Rudy G. 
It is uh, it is amazing. So Mike Morrell, former CIA director, was asked by Tony Blinken, then senior campaign official, to help rally former intel chiefs to say Hunter Biden's laptop was Russian disinformation, even though everybody knew it was real, including the FBI. And the FBI didn't even acknowledge they had it until last March. And that was when uh, Matt Gates said, uh, you don't have the thing? No, we do not. That is not my purview. Well, I'm going to go ahead and in it, enter it in the congressional record. And what happened since then? It's been over a year. Not a thing. The, uh, the letter was signed by 51 former intelligence officials, including uh, Mr. Blinken, uh, other former CIA directors, John Brennan, who's a crooked as the day is long, Leon Panetta, and, of course, the Politico uh, uh, dutifully published it five days later after the New York Post first reported on the contents of the laptop. And, of course, the FBI had already gotten in touch with Twitter because their former ex-counsel was working for Twitter, and they showed it down this is the country we live in it really remarkable what else what else do you suppose they could be lying about you know we remember the january the 6th the uh, the big insurrection that happened there where uh, the the crowd was infiltrated and the chief of police at the capitol was told that there would be terrorists coming to washington dc 15 terrorists were headed to washington dc and yet nancy pelosi didn't think it was a big deal the fbi didn't think it was a big deal but they went ahead and infiltrated the crowd anyway and then uh, some people broke into the building, some people were let into the building, and all these Trump supporters streamed in and didn't damage anything. And then a guy who was in jail, Jacob Chansley, he, he was supposedly the ringleader. He was the QAnon shaman, and he was sentenced to jail for four years. And then after Tucker Carlson released a video from inside the Capitol, had been hidden from us, they showed that Jacob Chansley actually was standing outside saying, go home, everybody. Go home, quoting the president, quoting Donald Trump. Mr. Donald Trump says, go home. But the agitators in the crowd pushed forth. Anyway, Chansley ends up going in, getting led around like a celebrity by the Capitol Police. Literally walking up to doors, taking selfies, ultimately trying a Senate door, didn't work, and then ultimately letting him into the Senate chamber where Jacob Chansley set it on fire. No, actually, you know what he did? He went up to the podium and he said a prayer for the police. So it kind of makes you wonder when you hear an over-the-top reaction from the media and from Joe Biden, if you're being lied to or somebody's covering something up. Certain dates echo throughout history. December 7th, 1941. September 11th, 2001. And January 6th. 2021. Similar to Pearl Harbor and 9-11. We can now add January 6th, 2021 to that very short list of dates in American history that will live forever in infamy. The worst attack on our democracy since the Civil War. The worst attack on our democracy uh, since the Civil War. Now, why were those people in Washington, D.C.? Well, there were a million people in Washington, D.C. They never share any footage of all the people who came to hear Donald Trump speak because so, pe so many people were upset that uh, the vote counting stopped on election night when Donald Trump was way out ahead, when it, it showed that he was, you know, a lot of people like me, I was ready to go to bed. I was like, oh, this one's in the bag. And I wake up and I hear that there was a big water main break in Atlanta at the convention center where the voting was. I'm like, well, son of a gun, that's weird. Then I find out, no, that, that, is, that isn't what happened. What happened was the, 
they they sent all the media home and every and they kept they stayed there and they pulled out some big cases of votes and they ran them through the voting uh, machines a few more times. Yeah, that that's what happened. That's what happened. And and, and also, uh, did you realize in uh, Pennsylvania there were ninety seven nursing homes that had almost one hundred percent voter participation, even though most of the residents, a good share of them, don't even know where they are many of them are not conscious many of them are not able to vote but somehow they did it's just kind of funny isn't it we're told there's no election fraud and and then we were told also that hunter biden's laptop was russian disinformation even though the uh, the fbi knew about it from day one here's a little more from katherine harridge's take on the cover-up. According to a letter released Thursday night from the Republican chairman of the House Judiciary and Intelligence Committees, former CIA Deputy Director Michael Morell told congressional investigators the days after the laptop story, Secretary of State Antony Blinken, then a Biden campaign advisor, reached out to Morell and set in motion the events that led to the intelligence officials' public statement. If they made an effort to manipulate intelligence officials to sign a letter uh, basically, and so of many of them just went ahead and signed on because basically it said Trump bad, uh, misleading the public <laughs> about the wow. Hunter Biden laptop right before the election. That is a major, major political event. Yeah, that is uh, election interference. This comes after an IRS agent came forward this week alleging the investigation involving Hunter Biden's taxes has been improperly influenced for political reasons. The White House responded. President uh, respects the rule of law. No, he doesn't. Uh, and and the, <laughs> the independence of the Department of Justice. No, no he doesn't. That's, that's an absolute lie, like everything they say, because the FBI knew it. They absolutely knew it. They were literally working with big social media to shut down the story because they were in the tank for Joe Biden. There's no doubt about this at all. An author of the now-debunked public statement from the 51 intelligence officials casting doubt on the bombshell Hunter Biden laptop story revealed this month to Congress that Anthony Blinken was the guy who was the impetus who put it together. It was all made up out of whole cloth. The chairman wrote that Morell testified in the closed-door interview with the committee that Blinken called to Morell was couched as simply gathering Morell's reaction to the Post story, but it actually set into motion the events that led to the issuance of the public statement. And, of course, Joe Biden was given wind of it, and he mentioned it during the b debate. He knew it was coming up during the debate. Donald Trump said, well, what, you know, you, you, you covered up the laptop story, and Joe Biden immediately launched into, well, you know, 51 former intelligence officials signed up. But what he didn't tell you is that none of the uh, intelligence officials had any idea what it was all about. They never saw the laptop. They just knew that it was there to help Biden win the election. This guy who was, uh, was asked by Blinken to do this, Morell, he told the committee his two motives for publishing the statement were to, quote, share our concern with the American people that the Russians were playing on this issue, which was not true because they already knew the laptop was real, and to help Biden win the election. So for everybody who has told me or you that Joe Biden won this election by a landslide, 81 million votes came out to vote for a guy who can't even put two sentences together and was uh, being greeted by uh, 10 people at his rallies. And uh, meanwhile, there were 100-mile car caravans outside of Phoenix for Donald Trump and 10,000 boat flotillas and twenty-five to 50,000 people showing up for Trump rallies. That was all nonsense. 
That was all just window dressing. Joe Biden won by a landslide. And then in the midterms, he had the most successful midterm since JFK. And in his entire presidency, he's barely been above 40%. And even after the midterms, he's back to underwater. Underwater. How can the most popular president ever elected, more popular than Barack Obama, plummet after his initial election, then when the midterms come around, really kick butt, even though Republicans had five, Republicans had five million more votes. And then after that midterm, where he really has a win at his sales, his, uh, his approval rating is in the toilet again. It's kind of funny, isn't it? It almost makes you kind of wonder about, I don't know, the elections. I'm just saying, and maybe I'm thinking out loud, that, of course, what I'm, what I'm doing right now was disinformation for a good time. You couldn't talk about it. You couldn't question it because, undoubtedly, there is no voter fraud in America. Right? John Solomon has a wonderful site. It's called Just the News, one of my favorite journalists of all time. Here is John Solomon talking about the 51 Intel agents who uh, signed on to say that the Hunter Biden laptop was Russian disinformation, even though the FBI and everybody in the deep state knew it wasn't. Mike Morrell is a very respected intelligence uh, career official. He started, he was, he rose to the deputy director's level and twice as acting director of our most important spy agency. And and he gets a call from Tony Blinken at a time where... Hey, Mike, it's Tony. How you doing? Hey, I want you to do something for me. I want you to, I want you to get some of your friends together and sign this piece of paper. Mike Morrell's name is being floated that he might be Joe Biden's CIA uh, director. Doesn't get it, but they float it, right? And then Tony Blinken asked him to do a favor. Get hey, a Mike, you know, you might be the CIA director. This could probably help your chances a little. Letter signed. Suggested this is a Russian operation, a Russian disinformation operation, yeah. and get it out there. And yeah, they knew it wasn't. Mel says he does it. The only reason he did it is because Tony Blinken <sighs> asked him. And he says his intention was to get Joe Biden elected. Huh. He intended to use this letter of disinformation mm. to achieve a political goal in the United States election. He wanted Joe Biden elected, and the letter was the vehicle by which to do it. After the letter gets out, and Joe Biden remembers it during the debate. Yep. And he brings it up. Yep. And he uses it to blunt Donald Trump's attacks on Hunter Biden. Yep. He gets a call. Mike Morrell gets a call. Yeah. And says, great job. The Biden campaign congratulated him. Hey, you're doing a good job. For weaponizing that letter in yeah. a way that Joe Biden could use it to win the debate or try to win Is the it? debate. This was a political hey. operation masquerading as an intelligence operation. Yeah. Hey, th- hey, hey, Mike, you done good, man. You know, you, you done good. I'll put in a good war for you, a CIA director. Yeah. Here's a little bit more from uh, John Solomon. Uh, to give you an idea how early that the FBI knew that Hunter Biden's laptop was a bombshell that exposed the worst criminality and corruption in American history. We know from the director of national intelligence, and I know from my reporting inside the FBI, that by early... Uh, by the middle of 2020, it was mm. early spring to mid-spring of really? 2020, the FBI had corroborated this was an authentic lap, a laptop. Oh. In fact, they were using it, documentation, exploitation, to drive the Hunter Biden investigation. Wow. So the FBI knew this wasn't a Russian disinformation operation. They had the laptop and they had authenticated it. <laughs> Separately, we know from DNI John Radcliffe that there was no intelligence whatsoever between September and November, suggesting that this laptop was a Russian disinformation. And I've interviewed several of the 51 who signed it who said we didn't, and some of them had classified security clearances still. None of them 
none of them knew of anything. They just thought they could sign a letter saying, well, it looks like something that could be. Wow, it sounds like they really deserved their security clearances if they'd sign on to something that was clearly a lie. Every one of them, I don't even care how they were duped into it, that they were duped, they shouldn't have security clearance. I've got a little bit more from uh, from John Solomon on this, and, and I'd love to hear your thoughts at 800-922-6680. This is The Rob Carson Show. The SS Titanic is going down, and there's no room on the door for Democrats. It's the Rob Carson Show. We got a bunch of stuff coming up later about uh, the bill that passed in the House yesterday to prevent uh, dudes from competing with chicks. I'll make it easy to understand. But uh, the reason why we're talking about this now is because Mike Morrell, who'd been asked by Tony Blinken to write uh, to find 51 intelligence officials to cast doubt on the Hunter Biden laptop just in time for the election, even though the FBI knew it was for real, uh, Jim Jordan, you see, had actually uh, uh, grilled uh, Mr. Morrell on April the 4th and discovered all this. And Jim Jordan uh, sent the, the testimony to Tony Blinken yesterday and tony blinken hasn't been heard uh, since uh, probably because he messed himself and is curled up in a ball in the fetal position in his uh, in his man cave i don't know maybe i'm just i'm just thinking out loud here is uh, john solomon the incredible reporter talking about uh, election interference by by mr blinken Chairman Jordan deserves a lot of credit. This has been a methodical investigation. His chief counsel, Steve Castor, has done a lot of great work. They don't put the facts out until they have them. Uh-uh. They've been methodical, and they got some powerful facts. They put the letter out, and they use Morell's own word. Why did you do it? Only because Tony Blinken did it. Why we tried to do it? I wanted Joe Biden to get investigated. Did anyone call you after the debate? Yes, they did. What did they say? Good job. Good job. All right. Those are all <laughs> the things, and everyone can read that oh. testimony from that letter. Congressman Jordan, Chairman Jordan, has methodically pursued this, and now he's asking the right questions of Tony Blinken. You are America's top diplomat. You were willing to give Joe Biden a debate line. You were willing to accuse a nuclear-armed superpower of intervening our election without a basis. We want an answer, and there's a great line in there. The line that Jim Jordan, the summary line of this letter says, you helped deprive the American people of making an informed decision in the 2020 election. That is election interference, and it didn't come from Russia. It came from people affiliated with our own government, some who currently are in the government. Wow, that is unbelievable, isn't it? All made up just in time for the debate. Jim Jordan is a bulldog, and he's going after Alvin Bragg. You've been gaslit. Alvin's scared he's unprepared, because he's nothing but a big win back. Jim shining light on his phony case. The corruption will be found. So Alvin sued and he may be screwed with the wrong guy this time around. Hey, Alvin, better back down. Hey, what after Alvin, too? You don't tug on Superman's cape. You don't spit into the wind. You don't pull the mask off an old Lone Ranger and you don't mess around with Jim. Everything is on the table. We do want Mr. Bragg to answer questions. Jim Jordan's on your case. Best be afraid of him. Alvin Bragg's gonna learn the lesson that you don't mess around with Jim. You don't mess around with Jim. That is uh, Jim Gossett. 
about Jim Jordan. And Jim Jordan is, uh, he's a phenom. And a lot of people are like, maybe you should run for president. I do not want him to run for president. I like what he's doing right now. He is changing the world in more ways uh, and changing the debate in more ways you can ever imagine. Of course, you know uh, what's going on with uh, Alvin Bragg, Jim Jordan subpoenaed, uh, a guy who used to work for Alvin Bragg and and he's proven that this uh, this big case in New York is really just purely political and could ultimately end up in uh, Alvin Bragg having to, uh, well, hopefully uh, lose his law license. There, There is that. And, by the way, I'll also say there are a couple of other cases that are based on dubious evidence. They are going on in uh, in Georgia and in Florida. And all of them are about taking down Donald Trump and ending his candidacy for president or at least interfering in it in a very big way and uh, and by the way last night uh, larry elder uh, declared his candidacy and i think larry elder is amazing uh and and uh i think he is a uh, uh, a fantastic figure who has a bright political future but the and without any disparaging any other candidate, because I believe we need a open, we need an open uh, primary, and uh, as many people as possible jump right in. Ron DeSantis, jump right in. But the only disadvantage they have right now is that Donald Trump is not a candidate. Donald Trump has been made into a movement. Donald Trump is more than a candidate. That's a major hurdle. I'll explain a little bit later. Eight hundred nine two two six six eight zero. This is the Rob Carson Show. Like the show? You can help by subscribing and leaving a five-star review on both Apple and Spotify. It's free. Newsmax. Shoots it straight. No talking down to me. Don't tell me how to think. Don't tell me how to think. Don't tell me how to think. I trust Newsmax. Newsmax. They don't tell me how to think. They let me decide. Real news for real people. 